Welcome, everybody, to episode 92 of the True Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Mann, and uh, this is... It's been a while since I've made an episode. Uh, more than three weeks, but uh, I'm back at it after Christmas break, all of that. Um, right into 2022, and we got some big stories and new product releases from CES 2022. And... You know, with the situation of COVID and, and everything, a lot of people didn't go, but that doesn't mean that CES 2022 isn't exciting. So stick around uh, because we're going to we're going to talk right about like everything that was announced at CES 2022 right after today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is you. You can help support the show by going to merch.streamelements.com where you can ch- check out the True Tech merch. There's hoodies, mouse pads, t-shirts, mugs, and more. So go check it out at merch.streamelements.com slash Man. All right, welcome back. So there were many, many products and I can't cover all of them, but I will mention... Uh, many of them, and uh, I'm just going to go in depth in all of the really exciting ones and the groundbreaking uh, stories that we were able to see. So the first one is actually uh, Sony's first QD OLED 4K TV, and if you don't know what QD OLED stands for, it's Quantum Dot. Um, So this is the first ever uh, consumer-based quantum dot OLED TV and it's 4k uh, so it's really impressive and a new type of technology that we haven't really seen be uh, released by any big company and it's pretty exciting um, and Sony is going to be adding this to its 2022 TV lineup and the company's current and well-regarded OLED sets use panels from LG display that are tuned with Sony's own processing. But the new uh, flagship Bravia XR A95K TV will include a quantum dot organic light emitting diode panel, which is QD OLED. Um, And it's none other from the Samsung display manufacturers. And it'll come in a 65 inch and 50 inch sizes, uh, with both coming in at a 4K resolution. And it was rumored that Samsung Electronics might announce a QD OLED 4K TV at CES 2022, but uh, that hasn't really happened so far. Um, and Sony also gets uh, just gets the Prime Spotlight instead. And Samsung Display has been developing QD OLED for a number of years, and the display technology could become something of a middle step between the standard OLED and the micro LED displays that Samsung uh, is selling right now for a lot of money. QD OLED is designed to combine the best traits of OLED with uh, perfect blacks and the extreme contrast uh, that you can see when watching movies uh, with benefits of quantum dot LED TVs like improved brightness and also more vivid color reproduction at higher brightness levels. But it's not a major new approach like micro LED, but more of a progression from where things have stood for the past few years. And yeah, 
people might be wondering, is there a difference between OLED and QD OLED? And yes, uh, it's not a huge difference, but uh, there is some significant changes like con uh, the contra contrast ratio, ratio being greater, uh, just more improvements over what OLED OLED's downsides were, which included uh, the brightness and the burn-in. So this basically fixes all of that, and it'll just be OLED, but without the... Uh, without any of the gimmicks that it once had and they should also be able to maintain uh, the vivid quantum dot color reproduction even at peak brightness which OLED wasn't really able to do and aside from its one-of-a-kind panel the A95K comes with a pretty unique stand that can either put the TV in a front position style where the display is in front of the stand or in a back position if you want to position the pricey TV right against a wall. And the back of the TV also has a funky look, so uh, a funky look to it, so you could really appreciate uh, this with the built-in cable management. Even the step-down A90K OLED uh, stand has a trick where it can raise the display enough for a soundbar to rest on it without obstructing the view. So it's all thought about and really impressive. And the the A95K will have four HDMI inputs, two of them having full HDMI 2.1 capabilities. And all of Sony's latest OLEDs will support 4K gaming at 120Hz, auto HDR tone mapping when connected to a PS5, and auto low latency mode. And these TVs will finally ship with option for variable refresh rate out of the box instead of making buyers wait for a software update like in their past models. Hopefully that's a sign that VRR is coming closer to uh, arriving on the PlayStation 5 itself. Google TV remains Sony's software of choice for 2022, and the lineup continues to feature the company's word uh, salad of branded features like QR OLED, Contrast Pro, uh, XR Chaluminos Max for the A95K, or Pro for the rest. And Sony really does get some fantastic audio performance from its premium TVs and its in-house processing also slightly be uh, be beats out the LG's OLED lineup in picture quality, so the names are probably here to stay. And Sony also announced its first line of micro-LED TVs as well, um, so uh, that's also very exciting. ThinkPad Z series is also another product that was announced and at CES from Dell from Lenovo and uh, it's named the Lenovo ThinkPad Z series Z series and it's geared more towards the Gen Zs Gen Zs of the world. So uh, Lenovo is just making this more consumer friendly and they've changed a lot with uh, this ThinkPad series. Uh, compared to its previous ones that you might question uh, once you know about it. But there is a 13-inch model and a 16-inch model, and both of them include some of the most recognizable ThinkPad features, uh, which are uh, the light-up logo and the tiny red track point. But elsewhere, it's a brand new look. The Z13 comes in Arctic Grey, Black, and also a blackish recycled vegan leather. The packaging is made from a recyclable, recyclable uh, compostable bamboo and sugarcane, and the adapter is 90% post-consumer content. And the screen is 10, 16 by 10 ratio, so you'll be able to do more uh, productivity things on this laptop, 
and it'll just be overall better for doing those types of things. Um, but these models also lack some of the more uh, notable ThinkPad features, and that includes the discrete clickers found on many that ThinkPad uh, touchpads, which are now gone. But I think that's uh, the step towards the right direction. Uh, the control and function keys famously reversed on most ThinkPads are in their uh, customary places on Z-series keyboards. Brian Leonard, Lenovo's VP of Design, says this is to help ease new users' transitions from other consumer models. And to be and to be fair, I think uh, ThinkPad uh, will evolve into something that it once wasn't, and it's basically trying to compete in the Ultrabook lineup instead of being something that is powerful. So they're really just going up against many of the other laptops uh, that are similar to it, like the Dell XPS and even Apple's new MacBooks with the M1 chipsets in them. And another thing that you might notice is the camera enclosure. There's this weird little reverse notch, uh, which is different from the iPhone's notch or the MacBook's notch, which goes uh, which cuts into the screen. This actually just adds a part on top of the display um, and they put the camera in there. But uh, the specs of the camera is 1080 uh, f 2.0 and dual uh, array mics respectively um, are engraved on the outside. Perhaps most excitingly, the line is AMD exclusive, so that means somewhere Intel, and they both use uh, the AMD latest Ryzen Pro processors, while the Z16 can in also include an AMD discrete GPU, and the Z13 can house a Lenovo-exclusive Ryzen Pro chipset. Such an arrangement isn't unheard of for high house a how high house Lenovo-exclusive uh, uh, ThinkPads, but. Um, while a number of Lenovo consumer models include both AMD and Intel options, mu much of the X1 series is Intel exclusive and co-engineered with Intel. But um, according to Lenovo, uh, they worked very closely and similarly to how they uh, co-engineered the X1 series with Intel but with AMD for the Z series chassis. So designing the Z-Series Z Z has been a two-year process according to Lenovo and they have been working on this for a long time and trying to make it as great as they can make it and honestly it looks really nice but also really different uh, compared to their older models but honestly if you're looking for something that uh, is going to be used for productivity or just documents that kind of stuff then this computer is going to be great for that. But for anything processor intensive or like gaming, uh, this is probably not the greatest option for for that. And there are certainly many shoppers uh, who will pick this up because this is going to be more appealing to uh, more more people looking for laptops, especially with the new design and also uh, the more familiarity with the buttons and overall just being a better package uh, for the the everyday consumer so on the topic of AMD uh, processors let's talk about AMD 6000 mobile chipsets that were announced at uh, CES 2022 
And these are the Ryzen 6000 CPUs for laptops at CES 2022, featuring the company's upgraded Zen 3 Plus architecture, a new 6 nanometer process node, uh, and the debut of uh, AMD, AMD's RDNA 2 graphics architecture for its integrated GPUs. AMD is promising some of the biggest gains here, up to 1.3 times faster processing, up to 2 times the gaming performance of the previous generation, and up to 24 hours of battery life uh, with these chipsets. The new chips succeed the Ryzen 5000 line of laptop chips announced last year at CES 2021. Like those models, the Ryzen 6000 chips will be offered in both an H-series line and an uh, in both the 35 watt and 45 watt models of each chip for more powerful gaming and creative devices, along with a 15 watt to 28 watt U series line aimed for thin and light uh, ultrabook laptops. The flagship of the lineup is the Ryzen 9 6980HX with 8 cores, 16 threads, a base clock speed of 3.3 gigahertz, and a boosted maximum speed of up to 5.0 gigahertz, along with 12 CPU cores and a maximum boost speed of 2.4 gigahertz. AMD notes that the 5.0 gigahertz maximum boosted clock speed uh, there marks the fastest Ryzen product ever on both mobile and desktop, which is technically true from a raw frequent frequency perspective given that the Ryzen 9 5950X for desktop from 2020 maxed out at a 4.9 GHz uh, clock speed. The, the debut of AMD's RDNA 2 graphics architecture uh, used on next-gen gaming products like AMD's RX 6000 series GPUs, the Xbox Series X and S, and the PlayStation 5 for the Ryzen 6000 series integrated graphics also marks a huge boost for the company's laptops, which had previously been using the older uh, VEGA architecture. According to AMD, the Ryzen 6000 series offers up to twice the graphics performance compared to a Ryzen 5000 uh, chip, uh, with hardware ray tracing built in and a 50% larger GPU compute engine. And that's before factoring additional gains from AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution Super Stamping Sampling, which is also integrated into the new chips and enables a truly playable AAA gaming on an ultra-thin laptop. And AMD benchmarks specifically call out the U-series chipsets here, uh, to be found on a laptop without a discrete GPU, with up to 73 frames per second on Deathloop and up to 114 uh, FPS on Call of Duty, which is really impressive for integrated graphics. And compared to uh, Intel's XE graphics from last year, this is all really impressive stuff. And uh, even though Intel's uh, integrated G GPUs were fairly great, um, these are just the next level of integrated GPUs, which is just really impressive. And while the new Ryzen 6000 chips will use the broad Zen 3 architecture, AMD's made improvements with a particular focus on power management, which alongside inherent gains from the smaller 6 nanometer process enable a maximum of 24 hours of battery life. So that also means more efficiency, just like uh, the new MacBooks with their crazy efficiency with the M1 chipsets. But lastly, there's a, uh, a slew of new hardware standards that the Ryzen 6000 series will support. USB 4 with data transfer rates up to 40 gigabits per second, PCIe Gen 4, DDR5 at up to 4800 
uh, MTs per, per second and uh, LPDDR5 at up to 6,400 MTs per second. On HDMI 2.1 with support for high frame rates and VRR, Wi-Fi 6E, and also Bluetooth LE 5.2. Uh, and that said, it'll be on device manufacturers to actually offer the hardware necessary to take advantage of that support. And that's not up to AMD. Alright, that was uh, some... That was a lot of stuff to talk about, but uh, that's not all they uh, announced at CES 2022. Um, there's also new 5 nanometer Ryzen 7000 desktop chips with Zen 4. Uh, and CEO Lisa Su was did announce these at CES, um, and it's their new upcoming Zen 4 architecture and built on a new 5 nanometer process. And not to mention, this will be arriving in the second half of 2022, so fairly soon. Just expect that to be coming shortly. The Ryzen 5000 series, led by the flagship Ryzen 5950X, was released in October 2020. When it managed to beat out Intel's then top-of-the-line Core i9-10900K, Intel has since reclaimed the gaming crown in most cases with its 12th gen Core i9-12900K, which were the first desktop chips to be built on a on Intel's 10 nanometer process, and has since rebranded to Intel 7 after years of using its increasingly outdated 14 nanometer tech. AMD is looking to make another technical jump forward and reclaim its lead with the upcoming Zen 4 chips. And I'm glad AMD is taking this chance and opportunity to get ahead of Intel, just because of uh just because of the chance of having more competition is just healthy uh, in all different kinds of markets. And I'm just really glad that uh, AMD is trying their hardest to beat Intel. But yeah, these are going to be on TSMC's 5 nanometer process and in turn should offer another big advance in processing power by letting AMD cram more transistors into its CPUs. The next-gen chips will also feature a new AM5 socket, with AMD switching to an LGA design to the motherboard, which are located on the motherboard instead of the current PGA design that AMD has used in the past, where pins are locked on the chips. Additionally, the new chips will support PCIe Gen 5 and DDR5, bringing AMD's upcoming hardware in line with Intel's recently released 12th Gen Alder Lake chips for desktop. And despite the change in uh, socket technology, AMD promises that existing AM4 coolers will still work with the new AM5 socket. So if you do have any of those older coolers, it still will work with uh, their latest and greatest. But yeah, the Ryzen uh, 5800X 3D is their newest and best uh, chipset that they're going to be uh, launching, which is the world's fastest gaming processor, according to AMD, and will beat out uh, the Core i9-12900K, according to AMD. And it's going to use its 3D stacking tech, which allows for a roughly 15% boost in gaming performance compared to the Ryzen 5900X. The Ryzen 7 5800X 3D has 8 cores, 16 threads, a 3.4GHz 
base speed with up to 4.5 gigahertz boosted speeds, a 105 watt TDP, and is compatible with both AMD's 400 series and 500 series motherboards with AM4 sockets. Unlike the upcoming Ryzen 7000 chips, it's still on the 7 nanometer node. However, uh, it still is using the Zen 3 architecture. Uh, so it will also ship later this spring, although AMD has yet to announce a price for these chipsets. Alright, let's move on to uh, our next story of today, which is um, HP's new Elite Books with uh, a new design as well, and also the Ryzen Pro 6000 processors. HP has announced a redesign of its Elite 805 laptops, which will soon include AMD, AMD's Ryzen Pro 6000 processors and screens with the taller than standard 16 by 10 aspect ratio appreciated by business people who spend their day scrolling through documents. HP has also announced a new EliteBook 605 series, which comes equipped with more mundane processors and screens. Um, and this year's Elite 805 G9 laptops uh, come in three different variations, the 835, uh, the 845, and the 865 models. The middle number refers to the laptop screen size. Um, the 835 has a 13.3-inch screen, and the 845 has a 14-inch screen, and the 865 has a 16-inch display. Um, and this is... These are um, all new options for the series and specs wise the 805 gen 9 can be configured with smaller options regardless of the screen size though there are two asterisks one is that the 13 inch model can only be configured with a max of 16 gigs of ddr5 ram where the 845 and 865 top out at 64 gigs HP spec sheets also note that the larger laptops have consumer accessible upgradable memory slots whereas the 835 does not the second uh, here is about the CPUs. While HP says that the laptops will be equipped with the latest AMD Ryzen multi-core processors, it doesn't give specifics about it, only that they'll be in the Ryzen Pro 6000 family. Those processors were just announced today, so it could be a little while before we find out which models will be options for the different 805 G9 series Elite books. All the sizes support Wi-Fi 6E, Bluetooth 5.2, and PCIe Gen uh, 4 SSDs, though um, a 2TB max listed in the spec sheet. The I.O. also seems decent. Uh, there's quite a variety of ports selections when it comes to these laptops. Two USB-A 3.1 uh, ports with uh, the ridiculous and slightly outdated name to describe the original USB 3.0 spec that runs at uh, 5 gigabits per second. Two USB 4 Type-C ports, an HDMI 2.0 port, a headphone micro combo jack, and a nano SIM slot for if you've added the optional LTE modem. The screens may be a bit of a bummer. While they do have that nice 16 by 10 aspect ratio, there doesn't seem to be any option to, uh, to have them higher than 1920 by 1200, nor does HP make any mention of touch capabilities. Um, while that resolution may be okay for the 13-inch version, 
that's not really a lot of pixels for the 16 inch that's going to be released in 2022. All right, let's move on to our last story of today. Um, and we'll, in the next episode, I'll continue on with these stories and talk more about uh, what came and like the rest of uh, the products announced at CES. But uh, this next story is about NVIDIA's 30, RTX 3090 Ti with uh, faster memory and performance um, and is more refined uh, compared to the RTX 3090. So the 3090 Ti is, has been pretty long awaited for um, since the 3080 Ti came out and 3090 came out. But NVIDIA is only teasing the RTX 3090 Ti today and it's the familiar looking triple slot design that we've seen in the RTX 3090. Both cars may be may look identical, but inside the new RTX 3090 Ti will include 24 gigs of GDDR6X running at 21 gigabits per second. That's the same amount of VRAM as the RTX 3090, but with a nearly 7.7% faster memory clock, uh, providing additional performance for 4K gaming and AI tasks. NVIDIA says the RTX 3090 will also include 40 teraflops of GPU performance, around 11% faster than the RTX 3090 with 36 teraflops. There's also 78 teraflops for ray tracing and 30, 320 teraflops for AI tasks. NVIDIA hasn't detailed uh, base and boost clocks, but it certainly looks like the RTX 3090 will be around 10% faster than the RTX 3090 on paper. Um, and overall, it's just a great, uh, solid option if you're looking for the highest end things and if you really want to push the performance to the max and get the fullest potential, then go for the 3090 Ti when it comes out in the future. But for now, the best of the best is still the RTX 3090, so uh, you'll just still have to wait and see uh, when the 3090 Ti comes, um, and it certainly will come at a higher price compared to the uh, 3090. Um, but this whole GPU is very exciting and I don't know if you'll still be able to get them because of the GPU shortage. You probably won't be able to, but if you do, well, you'll have uh, the best processor, uh, the best GPU that you can possibly get um, at the current time. All right, just remember this is part one of uh, my CES coverage um, of 2022. So stick around for part two, which will be coming next week. Um, and you know, stay safe, and uh, I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.